You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Coming to you from Podcast Detroit, it's Heard, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. Heard is a collaboration between the Hungry Dudes, Nick Drinks, and the Detroit Optimist Society. Each week, we interview industry professionals about issues related to food, beverage, and hospitality. Please take a moment to subscribe to Heard through the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, SoundCloud, or however you subscribe to your podcasts. Write a review and let us know what you think. For additional content, including awesome videos and photos, visit HerdPodcast.com, like Heard Podcast on Facebook, and follow at Heard Podcast on Instagram. We appreciate your support and hope you enjoy this week's episode of Heard. Hello, friends, and welcome to Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. I'm Joe Hakim, and tonight I'm joined by Vato. What's happening? Nick. Whatever, horse face. <laughs> horse face. Wow. It's, 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 You're so political. The low points get lower every week, don't they? It's, it's not even surprising anymore. Fucking tweeted that, too. Um, and our special guest, bartender, local hospitality aficionado, and spirits counselor, Joe Schubert. Well, hello. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Thank you. This is going to be fun. It will be. It already Nick. is. I mean, it started with a great laugh. So, <laughs> Okay, so Nick, you brought some stuff with you. This is new, new to Michigan? Uh, kind of, sort of. So um, the guys on the St. Mayhem on the My Left, Your Right, those are part of Oath uh, Distributing, which okay. is kind of a new uh, beer slash wine distributor. All right. Um, the guys over here, that's the Vermont and the Brewworks. I, Brewworks is fairly established here. I think Vermont is a Vermonter. Uh, Shaxbury. Oh, no, I didn't bring that one. Shaxbury. Okay. I'm, I don't know a ton about that one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but Brewworks are some friends. They're local guys. Brewworks, a bullseye ultimatum here. Yep. Okay. And then the, I'm not as good with the ro- the rosé. That one was just kind of given to me, and they said it was delicious. Okay. But basically, I tasted the, the wine coolers, and they are fantastic. Okay. So basically, it's like really good ingredients, really good wine. Uh, the guy's based out of Napa. Um, I mean, I was shocked at how tasty they were. So let's go through this. This is the first one. This is by a company called St. Mayhem. Yep. Um, so the first one's called Spicy Little Fucker. Um, with the vowels removed. With the vowels removed, yes. Yep. Uh, it's fizzy white wine with jalapeno and habanero. And it is very dry, like very dry with just a nice heat on it. Uh-huh. Um, that is like incredibly crushable. The right the spicy little yeah. fucker. Okay. And then Ginger Loves Company. It's white wine with peaches and ginger. This is a still wine. Yeah, not... I didn't love that one, but after it warmed up, it was way tastier. Okay. And then Tau of Mint. This is a fizzy rosé with mint, raspberries, and matcha. Yeah. Matcha's, that was good. Matcha's hot right now. And then there's Still two hot. more that are in my box. I'm not letting you take the Huckfest because I'm going to serve that to the TV show next week. Okay. And then the other one is the Sangria. Ah, so. yes. The Sangria. That's a Chipotle Sangria. Yep. So this Sangria. launched yesterday in Michigan. There's like two stores that have it. It'll okay. probably be a couple more later this week. And what are they... What's their plan? Are they plan to... Release uh, statewide or, uh, or like yeah, Detroit I, I area? I guess so. It's, it's like really, I mean, it's a lot of work. Like it is like thousands of pounds of mint to make this stuff. Really? So it's like kind of pricey to make. Yeah. Um, and, 13%. And so, yep. Um, it is, I think they're like 12 bucks, like six bucks each. So it's not a cheap can. It's a, you're getting, you know, a decent product. I mean, but glass of wine in the restaurant you know and, totally. and this yes. is like a yeah this would probably be double in a restaurant i'm guessing yeah 
Growing up in the South, enjoying fresh peaches with ginger <laughs> simple syrup was a favorite treat. <laughs> Reliving those memories, we added peaches and ginger to our delicious wine. The end result is a wine cooler in style, but full-strength traditional wine, just so you know. Don't blame us if your porch pounded all afternoon and missed your niece's dance recital. <laughs> How do we serve it? Straight out a chilled can with a straw, paired with any Asian food, or over a cup of ice with a wedge of fresh lime. So what's funny, the producer I met today is Rob McDonald, um, and he's known as El Jefe, and he's definitely from Australia. Does not oh. speak like that. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't try it. Gro- gro- no. <laughs> I was going to do it. I, I already like it. Vato's version better. <laughs> I don't that's, need to hear the, the other one. The Colonel Sanders version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's what I thought when they were saying it in the South. I could do that. Maybe it's the South, ah, South Australia. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's probably right. No, because it would be Australia? like it'd be like tarantulas and koala. <laughs> Growing up in the South Australia. And, oh, that's and, not bad. And, that's and, not and, bad. and wallabies. Hmm. What's a fruit? What's an Australian fruit? That's Australian fruit. Kiwi? Kiwi. Kind of. That's New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. Hmm. We just maybe be, has to be something. Australian so, listeners. Both of them. Then. <laughs> Crikey. All right, so we have a theme tonight. Uh, Joe brought this up to us, and he wants to talk about etiquette. All right, Mm. and so um, one there's an article that was just um, what does Joe do? What does Joe? Can we introduce Joe? Did we introduce him? You did. You missed that. You were too too busy horse facing other jokes. (laughs) I was was laughing at my own joke. Nick Nick was just waiting for his turn to talk. (laughs) Is that bad etiquette to wait for your turn to talk? Oh, good start. Good segue. That was good. So Joe is a bartender. All right. He okay. bartends at Mutiny Bar. I do. Uh, and other places. You pop up other places Oh, the as other well. places, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I was waiting for. Sorry. So yeah. this uh, this article uh, was written today um, it, and it re- references to uh, U of M's Raise the Bar. Uh, it's a, uh objective to train the bartenders uh, in Ann Arbor to stop sexual assault before it happens. Mm, nice. Now, in terms of etiquette, this is a very timely topic as well because – um, you know, there there are times that any bartender, I imagine, um, every bartender, every bartender yeah. will see a a, a a drunk, and this is ninety nine percent female um, being approached by a overbearing male. Um, and this this uh, Ann Arbor is obviously you know U of M's in Ann Arbor, so they're well college that probably ratchets yeah. it up. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the, the the idea is that they have like a a, a code almost that they can um, if someone's in danger. This is not the angel drink? Is that the... No, this is something uh, incredibly different. I don't. Okay. I didn't get to read the entire article, but okay. at least I turned Joe onto it so we could get that in here sure. somehow. Okay. Yeah, and that that you're referring to um, an order at the bar, right? Yeah. Where they can uh, order like four different things. Yep, in the and I believe it, it's typically posted in the girl's bathroom. Yes. And it says like, if you order this, you know, hey, the person's creepy. If you order this, it's like, help, I need, like, need help, yep. get me out. Yep. I think so. in this case of this article, and I, had, I didn't read the article, but it, it's... I'm going to tangent for a second. It's interesting because I just did this uh, thing for Wayne State. We had to watch this video about uh, taking action. You know, uh, stepping up to the plate and taking action when you're in, when you're the bystander. Mm. And it's it's exactly this here. And I, so I think the difference is in this case, the patron is unable to. Um, there, she doesn't have her faculties with her because she's so intoxicated. Yeah, and this oh, is this is a bystander. Okay. This is a uh, the program yeah. trains a staff in bystander intervention. Yep. So recognizing the warning signs that someone could be in danger from a potential attacker. Right. Yep. So and and then this was actually a quiz question in uh, the instruction way to go through. It's like there's three things that you could do. One was it was your friend says to you, 
your friend's really drunk. Your friend says, you know, I just met this guy and, and you know, he wants to take me home. The th- three uh, solutions were one, oh, yeah, great. Have a good, good time. Two was, uh, yeah, you know, I think you're kind of drunk, but if, you know, he seems like a nice guy, let me know how it goes or something like that. And the third was, no, maybe you should just get his number. We can call him tomorrow. And that was the idea about taking this, uh, taking your role as a bystander a little bit more seriously mm-hmm. than, than just being somebody who's watching from afar. And I think in this case, it's really interesting because bartenders are in such a, and servers, not just bartenders, yep. but actually I think more servers than bartenders. You know, bartenders are, you know, uh, behind the bar doing all kinds of other stuff, but a server or, yeah, or a yes staff, and no. Depend, it depends on yeah, the place. Because I feel like the servers get a smaller interaction with a lot of people. Whereas bartenders, you really hear most of the conversations it, when it you're depends. behind the bar. If it you're, does. If yeah, you're yeah, buying yeah, drinks yeah. at the bar, it's one thing. But if you're right, out right. and the server's coming up to you and they you might notice care, a little more. Right. Right. Yeah. At that point, they're like, okay, well, yeah. So what do we what do we do in this situation? What do you you know? What's your what, it, historically? No one's ever done anything, right? For the most part, it's always yeah. been from from my experience. It's always been one of those things. Well, oh, you're drunk. You did it to yourself. Good luck. And that is a tragic sort of uh, mentality to have sure. for it. And it's, su- it's such a good uh, turn of events in our industry lately that it's taken full 180 mm-hmm. to now we are in – we're the ones serving. Uh, yeah. It's not your fault. You're drunk. It's kind of ours. Well, especially because there's some – there's more liability that's yeah. put on your head now too. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's part that – there's a little bit in the, in the tips training mm-hmm. when you do that. But I believe – if correct me if I'm wrong. If someone gets in a crash um, from leaving your bar, your yeah, liability – third-party liability comes correct. into play there. So I, that right there is enough for me to this, be like. This is outside the idea of uh, yeah civil liability. This is this is about let's do the right thing for the right reason. But it's related. So it, when he's well, saying you know you're drunk, it's your own fault. I feel like it's kind of like hey, there's you're drunk. no there's no the re, the relationship in this case though doesn't play into. I feel like I'm liable for what Joe does. No, this is more. I am looking at yeah. This yeah. is I'm looking out for Joe's best interest when no one else is. Right. Right. And I have also, and you know, to kind of um, backtrack a bit to that ten, that, that oh, you, you're drunk, it's your fault mentality. That's, I mean, I've been bartending a long time. That's how it was ten, fifteen right. years ago. We're not, uh, we're not calling out you specifically. Absolutely yeah. not. No, and I'm just saying how uh, the state of, of the industry has shifted 180 yeah. degrees to where now I find myself frequently cutting off people or not even giving them a drink to begin with, mm-hmm. just because I don't want them to get in trouble more than I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, and and I think the other shift in the industry, and correct me if I'm wrong is that you have the backing of the ownership nowadays mm-hmm. where before owners are thinking make money, make yep. money right even you know some of these you know I worked in college bars when I was uh you know way way back before Nick was born probably but um <laughs> yeah, I worked in college bars and it was you know the bottom line was <laughs> bottom line was sell that uh dollar pitcher mm-hmm. and doesn't matter like who's throwing up in the bathroom you know if they throw up get them back in the game I remember going to MSU and you would get a pitcher for yourself. I did. Same yeah. thing. It was a dollar. Yep. You drink out of the pitcher. I did. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a freaking dollar. I mean, like, what you, <laughs> what about, why would I share that? It's a dollar. <laughs> you know, I had 25 cent ramen noodles and dollar pitchers of. Uh, That's living like of, kings. Uh, <laughs> was that cooked ramen noodles? Cooked. Oh, well, no, I had to. Cook them yourself. Yeah, I had to cook yeah. them myself. Yeah. I mean, 25 bucks for cooked but ramen back noodles. But a... back in the day, I, we'd get. Uh, uh, so I went to Michigan. And I went to state, but when I went to Michigan, we'd go to Burger King, and we get. Uh, Is that why we don't get along? Because you went to Michigan. <laughs> I went to state as well. <laughs> I went to law school at state. Where did you go to law school? Ooh. <laughs> um, I only went for a year. That's right. Um, no, we'd go to uh, Burger King, get quarter uh, double cheeseburgers, 
What? Yeah, they had core double. Quarter In the fifties? When did you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> quarter. This is the nineties, man. This is Shit. Quarter double cheeseburgers. You get a um, uh, was it uh, seventy-five cent two liter moon mist? Right. Good God. That that could last you all week, just eating that shit. <laughs> and then you go to uh, um, the bar and you're getting uh, Milwaukee's best pitchers for a buck. Wow. Like, and they all- did have buck pitchers because I do remember buck pitchers. I mean, it was nothing as fancy as Milwaukee's, but <laughs> but. Oh yeah, what are you, what are you at the Riv or oh. yeah, Crunchies or <laughs> yeah, fill them yeah. of the blank, <laughs> right? Ricks, Ricks. Yeah. Well, we all have, both we both had Ricks. It's I think I just barely missed Ricks because that was the Ameri- that was the swing dancing bar, right? No, no, Ricks was uh, just a, a kind of lowbrow bar, just like the rest of it. it it's interesting. I and, and we're off topic, but I didn't realize that <laughs> I didn't realize till I went to state that state has every restaurant cafe that Ann Arbor has. Which was totally weird because I thought it lost so many things were unique to Ann Arbor, like Espresso Royale and um, even, I mean, State's got Zingerman's in their, in their law school. Zingerman's really? Cafe. Yeah. Huh. I was they like, have a Pizza House. Pizza House, yeah. Ricks. Yeah. It's probably, the Ann Arbor Pizza House is better, though. I feel probably like. a scorekeeper's up there, too. Good Time Charlie's, I think, is there. So, okay, so to extend this out, right? So we have, yeah. the, we have this happening. This is, I'm sorry. This is really good, I think. It's, and it's warmer too. Yes. So that one yeah. definitely needs to warm up a little bit. The I'm, peach. I'm doing ginger the peach. peach. Ginger peach. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, so to send this out, right? So you have the, you know, uh, U of M and probably something happening MSU and, and, um, Central Michigan. I had to throw that in there. I had yeah. to. Yeah. Well, Fire so up chips. W- what about Detroit? Like, is there something that, like, Go Warriors. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Wayne State. Okay. I'm talking about, like, the general kind of adult, like, you know, not mm-hmm. college student life. Like, should there be something, and, and there is this angel drink type of thing. I don't know if that's being used in Detroit at all. Maybe I, have, it I have yet to see that one being used okay. in Detroit. I don't go in the girls' bathroom often, so well, I don't Joe, have it. Joe, do, do you have a response to someone if, if, a, if a woman is obviously intoxicated and someone is coming onto the, her very um, inappropriately? Is this something – do you respond to that at all? Yes. Okay. And, and my jam for that is to find her group of friends, find the most sober one, mm. and then talk to that one, explain the situation – and then uh, interact with all three of them. What if she's solo? Then I definitely take charge. Yeah, I will say, look, you, you here's my number. You will thank me for this tomorrow, but I, I'm, unfortunately, I can't let you go any further with this tonight. And and Joe is really good about this. I feel like there are some bartenders that don't have that same courage to do that. But I feel like you are very much a take charge kind of guy. And um, I think it's kind of tough in mutiny too, because mutiny, while it does have very good cocktails, it also does have a little bit of the dive feel. Yeah. So I feel like you could have a lot of people closing the night out. At mutiny, and at that point, they're definitely invested in their their alcoholism. And, and those cocktails are strong. I mean, as we've oh, talked yes. about, they t- lean stronger. T- yeah. Tiki cocktails yeah. do yeah. lean on the strong side. Mm-hmm. Is there some? Is, was there a breaking point in your career where at some point you're like, you know what, I'm going to step in? Um, and you don't have to get into specifics of it, but I'm just curious. Like, I, I feel like even you know, as for all of us talking about this right now, we we probably all were at that point where we did not intervene. We were bad bystanders. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in more than one situation. So I, I remember both. I remember the time where I should have uh, intervened, and it's just I, I never found any information afterwards. So I just saw this really intoxicated couple who had just met at the bar go off, and I'm like, man, I just didn't feel good about anything that I just watched. Uh, and then I watched uh, – actually, it was in downtown Detroit about seven years ago in Harmony Park. And I just saw this thing that just did, nothing sat right with me. Nothing sat well. And I had that little voice going on mm-hmm. from back, the, you know, the couple of years prior to that. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to let that happen again. I don't like this guilt. I don't like being 
the host of the party and then having the party guests go terribly, something right. go terribly wrong. Right. So then just sitting in, uh, intervening, saying, look, what, what I said earlier, um, have a good night and tried to separate him a little bit. He was just a little aggressive. She was just a little almost unresponsive. And I just separated him. I'm like, hey, man, have a great night. We're locking our doors. We're done. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to give her a ride home. I'm like, nope. You know what? Um, call her. I already called her a cab. This was uh, the, before Uber. So and I hadn't yet, but fortunately, a cab pulled up right outside. Like, oh, here it is. And that's that's where I, that was the good sign of finally, yeah, you know, right, so right, I, yeah. I was able to rest easy after that. And I'm like, wow. So I can be a little more honest every time. And every time I'm going to feel a little bit better. And it gets easier. Yeah, every absolutely. Time you do it. Every and time. I, and, I, and I ask you that question because I had my aha moment. And I'll never forget it either. Like the way that's so vivid in your head right now, my aha moment wasn't in a bar. Uh, you know, most people, if they don't already know, listen, I am, I am a law enforcement. Uh, but this is me not in law enforcement, just enjoying myself at uh, the electronic music festival. And I'm walking through the crowd with a buddy and uh, I see this, uh, this couple, this, I'll never forget this white guy and white girl. And they're trying to push their way into this, formed circle that had happened in the plaza and they're trying to push and, and people are pushing them back and I, i'm like what's going on and they're like and i could just hear them go no we're trying to get my friend we're trying to get my friend and so they had a, a female friend who was in the circle uh and you know she, she consensually was being taken advantage of is that a can that be a phrase you know uh, like, I right know. i don't know she was that's definitely a gray area right yeah. but so she was in this case probably out of her mind right because yep. of out of her like uh faculties being you know intoxicated mm-hmm. or on drugs or whatever it was um but she was she wasn't being pinned down or anything like that she was you know in in the circle like hooking up with this guy and that's why i say consensually because she wasn't there was no force that right. was happening in this case but this was you know obviously inappropriate her friends are trying to, to rescue her at this point and but these these guys were bigger than her friends and at this point, I said, you know what? I'm going to intervene. And I intervened, and I pushed these guys out of the way. These guys tried to push me, and I said, it's not, it's not happening today. And I was able to get her out, get her to her friends. And she was like, no, no, I'm having fun. And, like, and I was like, nope, nope. It's the same kind of thing. It never, it's in my mind forever. Yeah. Like, and now, granted, that you're a, you, I feel like you can display some force, you know, effectively. Whereas someone like me, who could do the opposite of that, what would you recommend to like a maybe a scrawnier bartender that would have to go up against you know a bro? Well, that being said, I do stand five four on a good hair day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so but you can definitely defend yourself. Dude. I feel like I, I yeah yeah, and it's 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 definitely the way you engage, definitely the way you talk to That's people. That's it right there. Um, you you know the the worst thing you want to do is add fuel to the fire. Sure, you know if somebody is getting you know really really boiled and really getting you know angry, be like, hey man, you know I'm glad you came in tonight. Start real, start at the top. Mm-hmm. Hey man, almost, almost like S the D a little bit. You know what I mean? And just be like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but be like, hey man, thanks again for coming, man. You tipped really well. You acted really nice. I really think you should just save the, save the rest of your good times for next time you're here. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Nick, Nick, I think that you'd be fine though. It's about it's about you have confidence. All right, and most- I'm also very squishy. So if <laughs> I was in a fight, but but, here, but you- here's the thing, right? Here's the vast difference. Vato, cop, Joe, bartender, Nick, advertising executive. Leg- <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Lego here's the thing, extraordinaire. Right? So so you Vato has you, you know you have that kind of um, I don't know presence like bestowed upon you, right? And then Joe, you you are as you referred to earlier the host. 
So it's your job behind he has the, the authority. bar. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. As a bystander, someone just sitting at the bar with someone, like what I would do to, to your point is grab Joe. But I think that once oh, you're, that's a good call. You, you know, like yeah. grab the bartender yeah. and, and like even as a scrawny bartender, you know, um, they have some authority that, that like they mm-hmm. have – it's their place. Yeah. Another thing that I really like to do when I see somebody start to get out of hand is kind of like, eh, hey, you're in my house, huh? huh? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember the guy you get the drinks from? That's me. How much fun do you think you're going to have here if you don't get to stay here any longer? Ooh, that's also but good. I, but yeah. I think that once you find yourself in a moment and you really feel like you're there, whether you're the bartender or uh, just another customer, once you find yourself in that moment, you rise to that occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the difference because you'll, all of a sudden that confidence level is there because you're like, listen, this is the right thing to do and I'm not backing down, dude. And at some point, somebody else is going to intervene too. Because if you, if this guy all of a sudden starts pushing you, then you're going to get like a lot of other people that are going to show up. Be like, "What are you doing, man? Why are you pushing him? Like, what's going on here?" The bartender's going to pay attention. The staff's going to pay attention, and then somebody's going to intervene. But by that point, you've already committed yourself because you know it's the right thing to do. And when you have that level of commitment, your confidence level goes through the roof, and you don't feel like you're squishy anymore. You feel like this is the right thing to do and nothing's stopping me from doing it. And I think that changes. But the problem comes in when you don't have a full conviction that what you're doing is like, you know, oh, man, should I be stopping this? Or, you know, blah, blah, like, you know, and you go into it kind of sheepishly. Well, that's also and this is you guys will laugh and I don't mind. Um, it's kind of meant for a laugh. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> yeah. Do it or don't. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't do it, face those consequences. Yeah. Deal with that. But if you do it. At least you're not trying to do something; you're doing it, yeah. you know, and that's that. It's a Yoda. Yeah. That's a Yoda quote. Right? And, and this yeah. and this kind of all falls under the umbrella of manners and etiquette, right? right. So don't I, be a dick. Yeah, and so I yeah. I have I brought a book with me tonight, and um, it's a book called Table Manners: uh, How to Behave in the Modern World and Why Bother by Jeremiah Tower. Jeremiah Tower is a famous chef. Uh, came up alongside Alice Waters and Wolfgang Puck, and it's kind of has just had a, a movie. Is a movie, yep, by yeah. that was worked on by Bourdain, oh, sadly. Yeah. Um, not the movie isn't sad, it's the fact that Bourdain is no longer right. with us. Um, and Jeremiah has kind of shifted from being a chef to kind of pushing people into this land of etiquette and manners. Um, this book is brilliant, um, talks about the host side of things, as, as Joe's been referring to. It talks about being a guest as well, where I think that, um, we lose a lot of focus. The vast majority of what we do as professional hospitality professionals is attempt to tell our own kind, another professional, how to how to act and how to treat the guest. It's a two way street. Right. The guest treats us in a certain way as well. Right. So there's a section of the book here that is directed at everyone, and I want to read. I want to read this section really quickly. It's not long. Um, and this this is um, in the restaurants part of the book. Um, Trademark Penguin Publishing. Yeah, I don't know. know. It's (laughs) gave props to the book. You can get it on Amazon. Um, It's also available on Apple iBooks or whatever the hell that is. But um, so this is this is entitled for everyone. Below is advice for hosts and guests at a restaurant going out with friends spontaneously. Then you are the host and the guest. There are three good rules regarding uh, regardless of whether you are host, guest, or both. Volume. Unless you're in a noisy bar, use your indoor voice. Spare other tables any overbearing volume. Must be talking to my four-year-old there. <laughs> use your restaurant voice. Be kind to the staff. They are serving you. They are not your servants. Treat them as you like to be treated in your professional life. And finally, mistakes. Finally, everyone makes mistakes. If your server forgets something or spills something, be gracious and understanding. 
And if you don't like your food, no need to behave like a judge on a reality cooking show and assault the chef. Just explain that it's not to your taste and ask to order something else. I like it. So and that also – I have two thoughts uh, that popped up when you were reading that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is somebody like super modifies a dish and then, you know, so it's almost unrecognizable and then they still end up sending it back. Do you take that – they still don't like it. Uh, that that That's kind of – I think uh, it depends on what you're sending it back for. If you're – if, if you sent it back because you made all those modifications, right. then didn't like it. But I'm saying if you got a dish and you're like, like, oh, I ordered the fish and then I, you know, added capers and blah blah. But then you get the fish and the fish is way overcooked. That's okay. Yeah, good point. I'm also kind of a fan of like, if you send it back, just take it. Like it's not worth the fight, kind of thing. What right. do you like, mean? If even you send- if, like if someone sends a dish back, you just you take it. You don't. It's not worth it to fight with them. They could oh, be an never. asshole. Ne- never. Let's say uh, let's say ate the whole thing. And then yes, that's different. Right. Uh, and then the, the other part of that is uh, nobody ever goes out to have a bad time. Nobody sets out to go out on the town to have a bad time. Maybe a small percentage, but we can sniff those out like that. That's not a problem. Well, and so this is a larger point of expectation, right? So you're walking in, you walk into a place like Mutiny, you walk into a place, any restaurant, any any place where you're putting down money for an experience. That's the exact point that – like right. it's, it's a crucial point to, to be clear because a lot of times th- there has to be a confluence of things that happen if someone has a bad time. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and you just using me as an example, if someone walks into mutiny and is like, oh, shit, I don't like tiki drinks. Know your room. Yeah. Always know your room. You know, it's not like you would go into, uh, say, a Buffalo Wild Wings and complain that their pizza sucked. <laughs> you know, you right. don't go to KFC for the salmon. Right. That's funny, but that's but the, but I don't feel a, like that translates to bars. It's though. on the menu. Uh, if it's I, on the menu, then, it's, you know, everything. No, no, no. I put everything to the high expectation. If I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I order a burger. Which I don't. Right. But if I did, it better be a good burger. Because right. you're it's not going the, to win place. Yeah. It's on the menu. No. Right. So I'm not arguing with you. I th- I think it's totally a you you need to know where you're going. Right. But the general public, when they drink, I feel like they're expecting a full bar everywhere they go. It, so if they go to mutiny, they're like, Well, I want a Pinot Grigio. Why don't you have it? Yeah, what if I go with Nick and I don't know anything about it? Why, why am I at fault for going? Well, I can uh It's that, the public. It's not right, you. Right, it's but, the public. But it is up to me and up to anybody behind the bar or anybody uh in our industry to explain. Well, yes, right, you know, right, you can get right, that just right. about anywhere. Uh we're glad you came here. Yeah. Uh this is what we have to offer. If this isn't up to your standards or up to your liking, that's fine. I'm not gonna be mad if you leave. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah, exactly. A couple years ago I was at um three dots and a dash in Chicago, to another tiki bar. And these two guys walk in from Are you with um, me? No. Was that that? Was not no, we, I was by myself. When we broke in? I was working a, um, a demo, a Gordon food service you. demo for Will Branch, <laughs> a Corridor Sausage, okay. all right, who will be a guest in a couple weeks. Um, and um, so I'm sitting at three, three dots. <laughs> Sorry, I snuck that in. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting at the bar, three dots in a dash, and these two guys come in there. Um, two guys walk out, in the bar. T- turn out to be auto executives from Nebraska, right? The one guy is not drunk yet. The other guy is quite drunk. And the one guy sits down and says, I need a Red Bull and vodka. The oh. bartender politely says, we don't have Red Bull and yeah. vodka here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he's like, but I want a Red Bull and vodka. And the guy's like, well, I don't have Red Bull. I have vodka, but I don't have Red Bull. I don't have any energy drinks here. I what? can make you something that tastes like it, but it won't give you the energy that Red Bull will. The guy's like, what kind of fucking bar doesn't have Red Bull and vodka? He's like, this one. <laughs> he's being very polite, right? right? So I, I granted speak up. in Nebraska, probably every bar has Red Bull. Yeah, I don't Sorry, know Nebraska. Nebraska yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Um, and, and so I, I politely say to him, I said, you know what? The menus they have a lot of great drinks on the menu. Order, you know. Look at you being an innocent bystander well, who's stepping up to the well. But this is you know right. <laughs> to the good and of the and bar. so I, I, I they or end up ordering the same drink I had. Inevitably, they both hate the drink. 
I end up with three drinks because just give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, these guys weren't in there to have a good time. They were here to like, you know, like drink Red Bull and vodka, get hammered and like. Yeah, do, it's the wrong bar for them. Yeah. yeah. Did they wait in line too? Was it like a busy no, night? No, no, it, w- it was early. Okay, so right. they, they were waiting to go to a place called Paris, which I don't, I maybe, don't know maybe anything they, about maybe it. Maybe they uh, um, slipped a few 20s to the uh, door. <laughs> Some, I'll tell you about our story someday. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, not just a, a really strange experience. But the bartender, was, as the host, mm-hmm. you know, was very gracious and, and didn't kick him out. And in fact, at the when those guys eventually left, because they spoke to me for at least an hour while they were sitting there, um, the bartender came to me. He's like, I, I apologize for that. The next couple rounds are on me. That's awesome. That Joe's, is such the way to deal with it. Joe's that. never mm-hmm. even spoken to us for an hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets out of here as soon as his podcast is done. He runs to his car. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Like th- these guys, Google is, you know, is a very, you know, useful tool in these situations. If you're going to a place and you're like, I want Red Bull and vodka. Mm-hmm. If you look at the uh, three dots in a dash bar, uh, the the menu, you're like, eh. Maybe this isn't the place for me. I don't know what a painkiller is. I don't think I should right. go there. And that's yeah, guys. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm I'm not 100 percent sold with you guys in this one. I think that you know because you could be a guest of, of a somebody else, or you could be trying new things. And I'm all for people trying new things. And I think that when you get there, if you say, "Can I get a Red Bull and vodka?" then you're a dick about it. Yeah, right. That's the wrong move. But if you say, "Can I get a Red Bull and vodka?" and they're like, "Oh, I don't have Red Bull. Uh, you know, I only have blah blah blah," and then you roll with it. There's, you know, I'm not, I'm, You're I good. should have enough, yeah. you know, uh, adultism in me to say, okay, I'm going to try something different. I'm trying it on a new place. But if to go with to your point, Joe, that you say, oh, you know, Red Bull and Vodka, what kind of bar is it? You know, then you're an asshole. Time for you to go. Right. And that's uh, another one of my kind of uh, like philosophies that I like to work by is uh, everything in this world isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if that if that were not the case, then I would would have been able to complain my way into the NBA by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it just because you if you come to my place or any place that doesn't have what you must have. Well, sorry, man. Yeah. You know, that's right. And, and so, Joe, where, where did your kind of um, like love for etiquette and this come from where, where, where does it stem from it's just nice to be nice to people man yeah. it's so much easier to be polite and nice to people and kind to people um nick are you listening are you listening nick are you listening all the times you razz me are you listening to this also uh to to add to that too after i started working um in Met- in detroit and metro detroit as a bartender after college that money sure made all the difference it made being nice a hell of a lot easier because i've never made money like i have in detroit Interesting. Yeah. So why did Ed DeBevix become such a – I mean, it's oh. closed now, but why they're such a popular place before Man. for being addicted to everyone? Well, have you ever seen any of the videos from that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because people just kind of they, – they, people can be gluttonous for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just one of those things where, like, oh, I'm going to watch this waitress call me fat for ordering a cheeseburger and t- call, tell me my – you know, oh, my gosh. It's, it was just so mind-blowing the first time I ever went to one. But my dad was eating it up, and my dad is just this uh, wonderfully, like, staunch Catholic small-town conservative dude, you know? And he's like, oh, this is great. She's telling me to fuck off. I'm like, whoa. I had the same experience. So I, my dad – I. I don't even remember when I went, but I went with my dad and my, I remember my sister was there and I was like, I was just, I always, I, I don't remember how young I was. And I was like, I'd like some soup. And they're like, soup, it's so hot, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's this, this soup? Dale Chowder, you know, yelling at me. And I'm just like, I just wanted some soup, man. Like, <laughs> you didn't know what to expect there? Well, I didn't. I was a kid. Oh. You know, I didn't know that. Anyway. Yeah. I remember going there with my family. My dad was like, oh, watch this shit. They're going to, they're going to like, you know, give us the business. And it's like, 
I, I yeah, like, so I, what, I didn't like it either. And when I went, so we the went in Austin, and we were there for a uh, like a marching band thing with college, and we did not get like bad treatment. We just got served because <laughs> you're a marching band. You're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our threshold was much higher as marching band alum. <laughs> no, I love the marching bands. No, I love the marching bands. The great, <laughs> the great, the Michigan marching band. Because this was like 2004 ish, three ish. It's funny we've, we've all been to Ed's <laughs> Best. I know, I know. It's, and they're gone. They're, they're, they're no gone, longer yeah. open. Right. Long gone, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, though. There was a, we're a glutton for that kind of, like, people are glutton for that kind of thing. It's, it's an amusement park kind of experience. Wouldn't exactly. That, I don't even remember the food. But that's, that's great. That's where we yeah. at. That's where it should be, though. You, the, the bad service should be an amusement park experience that you have to go seek out. Your every day should be over the top. Absolutely. So like it yeah. should be something so weird to us, like oh bad service, oh we have to go to this place. So, so yeah. yeah, I doubt Ed DeBevix Ed DeBevix ever had any regulars. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a novelty. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So here, here's here's the question uh, back to Joe. So uh, bad service, as Nick says, is, should be over the top, like something that's like you know you don't uh, you don't normally have, right? Uh, do you subscribe to the idea that uh, if it's, things are good, you tell everybody. If it's bad, you just maybe whisper it to your friends, or do you, should should I be yelping bad service to people? First of all, don't get me started on Yelp. I am not a fan of Yelp. Should I be at all. posting it somewhere? On, should I be uh, you know, should I be shouting to rooftops like, oh, th- these guys here were dicks to me, and like I don't think anyone should go here, but this you know Joe's place here was awesome. You should go there. What's helpful? Helpful is telling everybody to have their own experience at some place. If you had a bad experience, like we just talked about at the at, at D's, we all had different experiences there. Yeah. So if anybody tells me what I don't like, I'll say, well, I don't like green. You may not like orange. We're different people. You know, go and check it out for yourself. Get your own experience. If you have a better time than I did, awesome. If you don't, well, okay. So you don't tell any, I'm like, you don't go like, oh man, I went there, you know, tell, I mean, you at least tell your friends. Right? Yeah. My, my really close friends and uh, industry um, colleagues, but I, I, also, I don't like talking trash about the neighbors. Like, man, I went We're to Nick's place and I waited. I waited for forty minutes to get served, and then it was on you know, <laughs> they brought me a dirty glass, and I asked for the you know new glass, and the you know. I'll blah, say blah, that blah. to people I know, but I won't spout negative um, experiences to people who may just be visiting for a week or two, or even a couple of days. So, and, but in the industry, I feel like it's kind of known. Like when you share notes with other like bartenders and staff people, I feel like they're like, yeah, we we know that. So sh- uh, this goes back, and I'm going to ask the other Joe. We talked about this uh, not too long ago with the Empire stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't don't we? I mean, I don't know. As f- I hate to say it, as foodies, don't we? Uh, as regulars of places, have a responsibility to give both sides of the story. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, but also, you have the ability to just keep your mouth shut and, and let people experience. You know, like what Joe said. I I don't I don't know. We're not paid critics. We're, we we never right. we, we never have been. Um, you know, the, the criticism that we lend is just our money spent on the food we've eaten. Um, as talking as the hungry dude, right? right? Yeah, we, we've um, never done anything negative. No, no. Um, I mean, and, and well, we can't. I, I, I mean, I, I did a post. It was pretty popular about Primanti Brothers. Um, out of the place in Novi, the chain that was based. In, it was a, a shitty experience. But and we, you and um, I have had. Tons and tons of shitty experiences. Probably, and yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and we but, just don't talk about it. But also with me, um, if if I go to a place once and it's shitty, I probably won't go back. And I don't like to talk about a place on a one-off experience, right? Because I don't know if that's if that's just a, an outlier or what. Two times for me. 
Two times. Hmm. Everything from watching a TV show I didn't like to uh, a band I didn't like went to a restaurant I was questionable about it. two times every time. And, and I could tell you, like, just having been in Chicago this past weekend with um, uh, folks that work at Ackroyd's with us, um, we, we went to places that I, I did this on purpose, I've been to before. I've never been to Chicago or didn't go to someplace new. This time around, we went to um, uh, uh, a pub, which I, the name's escaping me. We went to Royster. We went to Bonsi, which is a, a pizzeria, and um, another place. Forget. Uh, whatever. But um, the, the pub was the only one that didn't deliver on the experience I had last time. The, it was far worse, um, which is fine. Just won't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, the other uh, Royster was far and away the best experience. It was even the better. The photos than, looked awesome. Yeah. And we, you and I went to Royster. Um, oh, that's where you we went. After the Independence. Spirit. I thought Spirit. that looked yeah. familiar. Okay. Um, and um, they, they, I mean, it's the Alinea Group. Like, they, they do great work. They're, it's a Michelin star restaurant. Like, it's. it's Two. Two? It, one? One. One. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, and that that's a guide, right? Here's my thought on like shitty experiences. Most of them are going to be outliers if you use Google and you say to yourself, "Oh, this place has four and a half stars," especially in the place like big markets of Chicago, Detroit. Um, four hundred people have gone here and have taken the time, and this place has four four and a half stars. It's probably going to be okay. Um, but if it's two people, right? If then, it's two people, well, no, or, but yeah, or if it's less than four stars, I would recommend avoiding the place. I don't bother. Um, if it's less than three, what the hell are you doing even going in there? But you, when, you, when you look at like going to Chicago, I mean, you have so many options. You know, L.A., New York. Like you do not have time to go to a crappy restaurant. And then you are looking at some sort of critic, being at a foodie or whatever, to steer you in the right direction. But as, you're saying that as someone who's going there as a destination, maybe not somebody who's living there. So. Yes. Yeah, so Detroit's different because difference. we yep. have the luxury to go to a place a couple times. But if for someone who's visiting, I wouldn't send them to a place I had a bad experience with because I want them to enjoy their experience. Right. There might be some three-star places, two-and-a-half-star places in Detroit that are amazing that just got bad reviews from people who had, you know, didn't ha- didn't meet up their expectation of what they thought a food point price point would be well, or something like that. And, right? and, the, and the markets, the markets <laughs> will um, eventually work that out, right? So if a place has like 30 reviews – it's probably it might not be a good gauge of anything. Yeah. But when a place has a thousand, two thousand, four thousand, oh, ten thousand, yeah. no question. Um, it's pr- probably a pretty safe place okay. to go. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's at the detriment of places that have just opened or that um are smaller that might not have the traffic. Um, you know, I can tell you I, in Chicago as an example, I went to a place called Parachute and they didn't have a lot of reviews, but it was one of the best meals I've ever had. Um, it's kind of out of the way. It's more well known now. Um. And places are like that, like in Detroit, like we're still, we're not a big city, you know, we're not a big city yet. We're not Chicago by any means. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of places that are kind of, you know, quote unquote, undiscovered or like unknown. Um, and there's places that are widely known, like at this point, like Taqueria El Rey is like, everyone knows Taqueria El Rey. But think of like Trizest. Yeah. Like I feel like yep. it's popular-ish in certain circles. Yep. But I mean, if you like want killer Chinese food, yep. that's where to go. Yep. And- I don't know what the reviews look like because it's, you know, it's a very simple decor yep. when you go in. And I can see people poo-poo it, yep. especially if they get something overly spiced and they're like, oh, this isn't for me. Yep. And, and that's a good point, too. And, and that's part of where we, you know, the Hungry Dudes and, like, you know, Nick, what you do is, like, we point people in directions. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can do. We can't – I've had a good experience here. Let me know what you think. It's probably the best thing you can say to someone. Or I, I didn't love it there, but you're going. Please enjoy yourself. Report back to me. I'll go back if you love it. Fair. So maybe yeah. let, let's let's switch this up a little bit. When when you go out to eat, 
what are the rules that you should follow just kind of as a diner? You um, know, if you kind of look at etiquette, you know. Uh, uh, service, hands down. I will go back for crappy product over awesome service better than I'll go back for shitty service with great product. Interesting. All day long. You subscribe to that too, Joe. Yep. yep. Yeah. All day. And, you know, if, if people um, come to my bar mm-hmm. and they expect to be waited on hand and foot, um, awesome. You know what? I will do everything I can. But if they if I do everything I can and they complain about the service or they complain about the cocktails or they threaten to yell, uh, leave a one star Yelp review, I'm like, well, okay, well maybe maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you should uh, maybe check out something out with a little more uh, bright, flashy lights right. uh, on the sign. But what is the point to go out though? Because if you can make the cocktail at home, the service is the added value yep. that you are getting from the place. Who's making these cocktails at home though? Uh, Besides Nick drinks, <laughs> oh, the tiki, uh, yeah, Nick makes a awesome Red Bull. And I mean, totally. you know, so good. If I'm going to mutiny, I'm going because I'm not making that stuff at home. Like that's right. you know, if I'm not going somewhere to order a, a Jack and Coke, but you could also pop a beer at most places. Right. You could totally do that at home. Yeah, yeah you're going true. for the service. Yeah, it's and the socialization and the, the experience well, and know, the, whatever's on the big yeah. screen. If you're watching sports or you know, right? I mean. Shit, how many people go to I mean, all right. I like Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll just say that. But how many people how many people go to Buffalo Wild Wings just to watch MMA? Yep. It's the only place you can watch MMA anywhere. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings a couple months ago to watch CM Punk fight yeah. for, for UFC. Yeah. I mean that's I mean it's like I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> a lot of a lot of <laughs> MMA. MMA, mixed martial arts. <laughs> oh, so all the Buffalo Wings people violence. beating each other up. <laughs> all the Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, if you're at home you gotta do the pay per view, right? All the Buffalo Wild Wings always pay for their own. That's not a normal TV, right? No. You have to pay for Well, well pay-per-view is, yes. Can you watch it on like a phone? Yep. Okay. Yep. You got to pay for it. Yeah. Pay per Pay per view. Per the view. <laughs> right. So, uh, so aside from, yeah, you're going for a lot of different things. And, you know. Uh, That's I, a community experience, though. If right. you're going to watch MMA in a big group, you know, people are cheering because you're most, like, oh, his ass got kicked. But yeah. most of the time you're going out is community experience. Right? And, and most so, times, yeah. And, and yeah. let's talk about the going out part. Like, what's the etiquette of going out? So, if you walk into mutiny, if I walk into mutiny, or someone someone new walks into mutiny, how should they act? Uh, my favorite thing that happens is when people are like, "This is my first time here." Yep. Awesome. Let me let me talk you through this. This is what we have. Unfortunately, this is what we are unable to offer simply because we are so focused here on on tiki. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's not for you, totally understand. They're like, no, we came here because we wanted tiki. Yep. Uh, the other side of that, we get a bunch of people come in who have never been there before and expect it to be like something else. We've never been to Detroit before. We just want vodka Red Bulls. We're going to have one here and move along. Oh, great. What else is on your list? Let me see. Oh, that, that, that. And they're like, we came for the Detroit experience, and this is where we're going to go. I'm like, you are going to have a great experience. Yeah. However, those are not the places that I would go. Those are definitely the more tourist uh, attraction kind of things. Um, people come in. One of my favorite things is never been to Detroit before. This is our first stop. Damn. Where, where else can I suggest? Yeah. Let me let me give you X, Y, and Z because the last places on the list are you're going to have the most fun because those are the most Detroit type places. So and, you just down you yeah. just down. I mean, so you got to read the you got to read but, the crowd in the room. Right but now. but right. you all right. I hate to say this, but you just downplayed some places versus. Up playing other places. Well, because uh, right. exactly because again, uh, the group that just wanted to do nothing but have uh, vodka Red Bulls. Perfect. Here's the list. Awesome. Yeah, you're, you're gonna go here. You're gonna have th- these are these are bright shiny places. There's lots of noise. There's lot, lots of lights. We'll see you at Hard Rock. You're gonna have a mm. right. 
I mean, I try not to. No, I mean to name every, everything, e- but yeah, every town has. It. I mean, there's you yep. know great memorabilia. There's gimmicky pins and stuff, right? Does Deluxe Flux have a Red Bull vodka? That's that's very shiny. Yeah, I I don't know. I just went there for the Hurradura uh, business. Did you the compete? Other day. No. Okay. I, I was a, uh, a researcher. I was a, uh, a volunteer judge, I nice. guess you could say. Nice. Yeah. Just went there for the drinks. <laughs> awesome Blossoms at uh, Top Shelf Margaritas with chilies, right? I, but, okay, but, but, but that's offensive on the other end, right? So it's like, you know, <laughs> no, you no, said, no. I, I mean, there are places where but people can it's go. It's whatever you enjoy. Right. So, and just like Joe said, it's reading the room. Yeah. If that's all they want is a Rebel and Vodka, perfect. You can get that anywhere, but here's a couple places that I think you could enjoy the ambiance on top of that. Yep. Uh, yeah, and the the one group that I have in mind, actually, one of the women told me to uh, stop talking to her because she didn't like anything I was saying. Perfect. Thank you wow. so much. I did my best. <laughs> wow. Nope. She, no, she, she, was, she was acting personally offended. And this is great because there was a whole room full of witnesses watching this happen. <laughs> and um, she acted personally offended that nobody consulted her before putting a tiki bar in Detroit. I'm like, where do you what? live? <laughs> Bro, I wish I was lying about that. And I'm like, I went right back to what, th- what I said earlier. You know, everything in this world isn't for everyone. Um, with, with the growing population and so many people coming into the city now, everybody wants to have a different, uh, different sort of experience that they may not be able to have anywhere else. So then they, you know, just get like, oh, well, we, we read about this on something or other. Or we saw your video. My new favorite one is we saw your, uh, oh, yeah. your video. Yep. Awesome. Well, I want that. This is what I want. I didn't see it in the video. Okay. <laughs> if I can do it, awesome. I will do it. But if these are the people that just want to, you know, um, do nothing but suck down a couple of gin and tonics. We don't have tonic, by the way. <laughs> um, you don't have any? No tonic. Tonic? Nope. Soda water? No. Make oh, we have soda. Thing. Yeah. Okay. But um, It's Vato friendly. It's, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, well, no yeah. carbonation for me. Um, but these are the people that very clearly just want to slam a couple of drinks, rip a couple of shots, hop on their pedal pub, and go back downtown. Wow, but you're pedal all, you're pub. All, you're also off the beaten path, too, though. Yes. You threw out the pedal pub just now. You're dogging in the pedal pub. <laughs> well, I, I'm saying that, that you, <laughs> come on, we, we all can very much uh, recognize. Um, by the way, did you guys read any of the uh, legislation that, or let, maybe that's not the right word, the people who were actually um, signed the paperwork for that are now rescinding their approval? Oh, no. Here's the thing. There are good pedal pubs and there are bad pedal pubs. Just like anything. I don't disagree with I that. I think there is one there is one that does a very good job and there are a couple that don't. And I know I talk to the one uh, often because he's frustrated with the other groups. The general consensus is those is that the, among the hospitality professionals that they they're awful. Yeah. I've never been on one. I, it's I not have. something. And I there's would, a couple that fun. are very vocal. I, yeah, I, I have no. We did a bachelor bachelorette party, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was different. It was. It, it comes down some, to etiquette, though. It's not something you do every day. You can't be. If if you roll into all these places and act like a drunk jerk and then hop on your pedal pub and go drive somewhere else and do it again, you're not hopping in a car so you can get more obliterated. But you're yes, but you can't. You're right. It goes to etiquette, like you said. You can't and jump off a good and guest. Be a drunk Everything right guest. here. You know, uh, be a good guest. Be a good patron. Just be a good person. And remember, we don't owe you shit. Well, if you pay for it, uh, maybe. right? But okay, so maybe that's not. The, but don't you? I, I'm. I. What did Jeremiah say? Look at that line. You know, it's where he said, "They are not your servants." Right. They're there. there to, that's, yeah. That's yeah, more yeah. along the line. No, no, I, I get. No, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just messing around. And, and I mean, you know, it, it, usually the, I just mess with Nick. But the, the, oh well, I'm happy to be your, I'm your whipping servant. boy now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like you know, at, at at a certain point in the night, like people get they go progressively worse. Yeah, they're too far. They um, and, and there's people that are. 
you know, fun to be around later in the night. And there's people, and when I say later in the night, I'm referring to people that are drunk, right? Right. And there's people that are just terrible. And and it's at that point where, like, you know, where you as a host, Joe, like, it comes into you're being able to rec- read the room, mm-hmm. and because one person can ruin the experience for everyone. Right. That's when his voice is really high. I'm like, maybe he wants a cup of water with that. <laughs> yeah, first. I, I mean, there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is normally the ones that are the problems are the ones that drink the most, uh, and they're the most vocal. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's it's a damn shame that the one who is the most apologetic is the quietest one in the group. Right. I'm so sorry for Nick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, per- shut up, Vado. <laughs> shut up. I'm just enjoying this. this is- Let me enjoy my Red Bull and vodka. <laughs> I'm so sorry for Nick. I didn't know. It's, his, it's his birthday. It's his birthday today. He just turned 40. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, Maybe it's because I'm old and jaded. I just when I when I see people just get too far gone and then still keep going and going and going, I'm like, come on, man, have some self respect. Tomorrow's gonna be a bad day, right? You know, you know, you realize we're videotaping everything you do right now. <laughs> Are you really? No, oh, I like that though. That's a good. That's a good line. Though. Well, it's, it's a I new thing. I can't say though. yes, and I can't. It's say a new no. thing. I mean, it's, I mean, everyone should expect that they're video, being videotaped. Like, there's a camera up there. You're gonna be on Instagram tomorrow. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> see. Ooh. Uh, but in speaking of it, it's back to the etiquette thing, man. Yeah. It's just know the room, know where you're at. And uh, this is one thing I really wanted to, ta- uh, to yeah. touch on is, is the, 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 the obsession with smartphones yeah. uh, oh. and the devices. When people come through, um, I, one of my favorite things is somebody walks in the room and I see them put their phone away and they're like, Hey, what's up, man? You all right? Like whether it's to me or to anybody else, uh, when people just walk in the room and they're just like, um, what flow sisters at Janice on the the progressive commercials where she's like, stop, you're ruining my workout. <laughs> Cycling's my passion. <laughs> like, Oh, and then sit down and just like, don't even make eye contact with anybody and then just sit down. And I, I, <laughs> I started calling these ones the prairie dogs because they'll sit down and look at their phone and every once and again, once in a while they just <laughs> pop right up and then go right back down to their phone and then pop up again and just kind of look around and just go right back to their phone. But if you aren't there when they look up, Right, service is shitty, and they're by yep. themselves. Yeah, one, one star, and th- th- that's. I, I mean, yeah. and so this this is it. okay. And you also mentioned about photos as well. So let's talk about yes. The, also, the, the Yelp thing. Read between the lines. We'll talk about the Yelp <laughs> thing. Uh, reading between the lines in a bit. But, yeah. Um, we're all on display as bartenders and, and hospitality pros. We're we're on display. People are always going to take our picture. Um, with and especially some of the places that I've had the good fortune of working, it's it's a little higher end, a uh, very dark. Um, and, and, and then people come in and they just want to take pictures of everything. Or if it's too dark, they'll turn on their flashlight. Ugh. That's fine, man. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If you need well, the extra said, uh, light. I turn my flashlight on to read every friggin' menu. Well, it's a I lot of people do when it. When you buy 25 cent hamburgers in the fifties, I understand. <laughs> I yeah. can't. Like, Your I eyes are probably glasses. so far gone now from those phosphates. <laughs> I got yeah. glasses. I gotta, I gotta turn, you know, the print is. You know, six point five. All right, but that's but, a great etiquette thing. Okay, because the person next to you is like, "Oh my god, my night vision's gone because of you." It, exactly. I mean, sorry, for instance, myself. Sorry, dude, I, but I, I can't read the fucking menu. And that's cool. <laughs> at, at first, I would just it would it would make my neck hair stand up. And I was saying earlier, it's it's this is just like new um, progressions in technology and in uh, the industry where it, people may have not. Had the good fortune of like our fa- our our parents or our the, the earlier generation where there were like what a third as many on the planet at that time, where there's so many people now they're just it's just they, that's what they want. They well, what do I say? In. Do I say I'm sorry? Can you? Uh, I I can't read the menu. Can you? Hey do man, something great. You know what? Here's here. Use my flashlight. Just do do me a favor and point it down. Well, I 
That's what I do. That's it. I'm not, right. I'm not right. an asshole. Okay, but I, I'm saying that's how I that's how I approach that situation. And if somebody is taking pictures, I'm like, hey man, take all the pictures you want. The one thing I ask is, uh, when you take pictures of me, either cover your flash or turn it off. And if you want to take pictures, just be aware of who you're who you're uh, blinding. Well, we do have a, we do have a public service announcement. Hang on, <clears throat> uh, if you're taking pictures of food, never ever ever use flash. <laughs> this public service announcement's been brought to you by the Hungry Dudes. <laughs> We take a lot of friggin' pictures of food. <laughs> Don't use Flash. Well, I mean, also, it, it, specifically at Mutiny, and I did a... Uh, Mutiny's dark. Right. Well, dark. also, but if you... Uh, there's always, like, a dragon somewhere. There's always going to be a torch and a flame and a fireball somewhere. One of my favorite pictures ever, Joe took yeah. of me. And it, it's just fantastic. No Flash involved. See? And that's <laughs> it. I think that's my Facebook profile picture right now, too. I've had it that way for a while. Yeah. It used to be my photo. <laughs> it was. Actually, th- these two guys took two of my favorite photos, Nick and Joe. I got it. I got, apparently, I have to go to Mutiny. You better step up. You, yeah, get there and take a picture of me. Actually, you can't do it at Mutiny. He's already done it at Mutiny for me. So, um, Somewhere I'll, else. I'll let you know when I'll be at a, a different place doing another pop-up sometime. I, I'm serious, though. I, I can't. Sometimes, I, I mean, I do the flashlight. I do it really close up. But I... I I can't. I, my eyesight's so bad. I can't read. But my it's days. what it's what Joe's saying though. Because when you flash him, you're flashing half the building. No, I, right, I, not only that. When with you're the right camera in my face. With the I, camera. I, I now see purple things, and I can't get the proper measurements. I can't see what I'm making. Yeah. Now all the drinks are fucked up for the rest of the night. Yeah. Thanks, homie. No, you know, flashing. Yeah, that's different. But you know, some of these places have to take ownership of the fact that the lighting is really. Really, really dark. And that's a design exactly. thing. Because and if when you think of like, yeah. like I I've taken candles. Think of ADA. Think menu. of like Americans so, with disabilities. Like you need more light. And here's uh, the thing. So, so I do, the, but I wouldn't go ADA. There, there's an episode of uh, uh parts I know with Anthony Bourdain, mention Bourdain again, with Marco White. Marco White's they're sitting across the table from each other in one of his restaurants and he's saying basically giving his three um what makes a restaurant great? Atmosphere one, mm-hmm. service two, food three, food or drink in this matter. If mutiny was well lit, if there was a bunch of lights in mutiny, it would be a totally different es- experience, sure. and no one would half. It would be jarring, right? Like, you expect mutiny to be dark, even even going in for the first time. It's like, oh, this is this makes perfect sense, right? Three dots in a dash, you know, in Chicago is dark. Yeah. Lost Lake, dark, uh, dark. Yeah. We've um, also got bad luck. Lost very River, dark. Lost River, Indeed. very bright. Well, bad, they've also got well, a bunch of windows. Two under. giant windows. Yeah. There. Bad, oh, right. bad luck has a benefit of having one drink per page and zero windows. When you're looking at the right. when you're looking at the menu, so there's and the font's a lot bigger, and you're you're flipping through the book. Right. right. We get it. You're legally blind. <laughs> But, but still, that's another you place. Kids in your small menus. <laughs> but there's other places that like you know have you know 50 pages of drinks, and you're like flipping through uh, and you're sugar like, house. But yep. it, again, Sugar House, Sugar House like is kind of a dark drinks place. On their menu. Yeah. And it's a small place, but just always be mindful of who you could be affecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not, and I hate to go back to being. No, I, like I agree dick, with you. You're not the only one out, and, and that's that's so, etiquette. Like yeah. exactly. being aware of your surroundings. So you're um, saying it's okay. It's okay to use your phone flashlight. Just be be cool aware about it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Even if you want to take flash on your photos. No, that is not cool. I as I <laughs> there's no. There's no time that that's appropriate. I I agree with that, and <laughs> I wish I could tell people that. Unless it's Phil Flash. Also, I mean, another thing, too. <laughs> your your DSLR in my smartphone, my iPhone 8, can do just about the – they have about the same technology. Wow. If, if I do that – No, it's true. It's, true. it's absolutely yeah, it's true. true. Yep. I can go into – you can go into your settings on your smartphone, into your camera app, or you can even download additional apps to get so much better quality photos without using a flash. And it's all – it's free. It's accessible. It's out there. 
And if you don't already have it, try it. Give it a shot. The worst you can do is hate it and go back to using your flashlight and like, you know, being careful with that. But the vast majority of people are taking photos because they want to post it on Instagram or on Facebook and they don't give a shit about DSLR versus they just want to do it, right? So it's like because be- they're documenting their experience. Exactly. And I think that's it's a it's a modern thing to be like, hey, I checked out this cool space and I really enjoyed it. What are your what are your feelings on just saying no flash photography? Like having it as a policy. So uh, I have worked at a place where it's been that before, yeah. and I, I have had the good fortune of watching people being thrown out for not. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you you have to enforce the policy. Yep. Yeah. That's absolutely. The, that's the tough part. But back in the day, Oakland was like no photos. Yeah. Like when when a lot of the speakeasy type bars opened, it's like no photos. You got to have a seat. No rowdiness. No swearing. Like all that stuff. They've eased back on a lot of that now. Yeah, and there's a couple places that still have that no photo policy. I think, don't they? I can't yeah, think was, of one. Well, I can't think well, of any right now, but I'm maybe sure. maybe not around here, but but uh, nationally. Yeah, there was the one place in Philadelphia. Well, old Lightning takes your phone away. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. That's in California. LA, yeah. yeah. There was one place in Philadelphia. I forgot what it was called. Uh, but they're like, eh, there's no photos inside. If we if we find you posting it, we'll ban you for life. Yeah. For you know taking a picture inside here and like all right dude i just want to fucking drink well that that brings up an interesting comparison in my pea brain um because that you know people can see all these photos online and just be like oh i feel like i've been there and then i know everything about this place having never even been to the city that it's in you know those are like the people that oh i i watched a a a pure uh uh uh, what's the word uh uh, satire commercial of pure Michigan. Uh, I'm from, you know, uh, Southern Indiana. I've never mm-hmm. been to Michigan before, but I know everything that there is to know about that state now, yeah. having watched that 30 second video. Yeah. But think how we travel though. If we were to pop up in like, what's a city in Nebraska? Lincoln. Omaha. Really? Omaha. Lincoln. Lincoln. Like Lincoln, Lincoln's Omaha. the capital. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Lincoln. All right. We go to Lincoln. He's like, really? <laughs> I, I apologize. I know very little about Michigan, Nebraska. Michigan State geography. <laughs> um, so if you're going in there, how are you absorbing? You know, like these bars. So let's say you find a bar in oh, Lincoln. The, everything in everything in the Nebraska. When I went through Nebraska, everything in there should sound like a nine o'clock. Okay, bad example. <laughs> I'm just saying. But those photos, those photos that someone took with their flash or without their flash, you're going to see that and be like, "Oh, that's a cool." Well, that's drink. what's going to show up on Google when you're looking. When no, you're exactly. doing the, like so that does around help bars, right? You know, as obnoxious as it is. So but it got to be a good picture, though. My <sighs> thing is to yeah, right. It does. It does. You'd, you'd hope. Um, my, my I have the good fortune of knowing somebody in pretty much every bar in the city uh so when i like i just took a little trip and i'm like hey guys i'm going to this city oh, yeah. where should That's i go like, yeah. Yeah. yeah i didn't I, I didn't care about yelp i didn't care about google i wanted to talk to my friends who had been there and had yep. those experiences yeah. so that means more to me than a google uh and i think now that but that's tr- you though if you look at the general consumer they don't have that same right network. they're not connected i to feel it. like there, there could be some sort of uh shift going towards that especially with you know what any given time in metro detroit we have like 2.2 yeah. million people you know, either living working visiting conventioning vacationing whatever yeah i i disagree to a point because you can go to vegas and you're going to still have chilies and plant a hollywood and applebee's and it's like i'm going to go to vegas where get should off, I go? And someone's going to be like, "Man, you should go to Applebee's, right?" Because that's the yeah, well. But you don't listen more, to that person. I guess no, the, but but that's like so. That's where a good you know picture on Google mm-hmm. search is going to be like, "Oh, this looks like something I might want to try." So, like, okay, so and to segue into a, a point that you've been kind of dancing around the review part of it, right? So right. anytime you Google search any place, what is there with the photos are reviews. Right yeah. on Google, and if you click on the Yelp, is usually up near the top. Facebook, same. Yep. Facebook, same. Yeah. But Facebook reviews are un, 
unusually positive always. And a lot of people use Google Images uh, uh, unless, for when they're doing the maps. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about reviews for a second because I, I yep. know you wanted to t- touch I on those. Sure do. Yeah, let's do I that. purposely read the one and two star reviews. Okay. I read the worst reviews on there. Yep. Um, just to, and just again, you know, it, I'll read a couple of positive, but I'll I'll read them mo- more than more closely than anything the one and two star reviews to see like oh well they didn't let me do this I'm like oh so you violated a policy and now you're leaving a one star <laughs> review or well they they didn't they bring me, let me this use flash. yeah or or they you know they wouldn't bring me salmon you were in a vegetarian vegan joint. <laughs> really? Okay. So that's what I love to kind of glean from those really poor reviews. Yeah. Um, just so then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go there. And I know, I know how to act already because I'm in the industry, mm-hmm. but I, I just love trying to read between the lines uh, of, of basically a jilted customer. Yeah. And there's, there's parts like I've read reviews where it's like, oh, you know, I got my carry out and it was cold. Well, what was the time frame between driving from the restaurant no context. to your house? Yeah. <clears throat> was it a 40 minute drive? Are they supposed to give you a warmer to keep their food warm or should you have maybe planned better? Where are you going? Well, I know like, well, I'm, I'm just <laughs> like, like, like a little pizza this, hut thing. Well, it's, it's like this magical type of right, restaurant right, right. giving their customers warm. Like this doesn't exist. Right. And it's all very contextual. And what was your day like going into your experience yep. at the restaurant? Mm. And this is something that's never asked. Like, did you have a bad day? Um, or, or did someone at the restaurant make your day really terrible? Because if that's the case, that person should be talked to immediately while you're there, not not after the fact, after you leave. Right. Like you're not a dick to anyone in mutiny, like unless they like you know forcibly act force you to be it's to happened. act that way. Yeah. Yeah. However, you know, like someone walking through the door, you're like you're not immediately a dick. You're, you're no, just oh, like you're, you're that's like just poor form. You're, you're wel- welcoming into your set. Yeah. You're the host. Well, it, back to uh, another thing too. How your day? How your day was walking into it? I had one dude sit down right in front of my station one day, and he's like, "Oh, you? I've seen you made that. You made that drink like four or five times now. You must hate making that drink." I'm like, "No, I actually I don't. If I hate making, he's like, "Well, what's your least favorite drink to make?" I'm like, "Yeah, that was his question, man. Red and Bull and vodka, dude." I, well, I said, if, "If I hate, I told him if I said if I hate making anything in this bar, I'm in the wrong business." Yep. End of story. And he's just like, well, that just seems like a shitty answer. I'm like, well, man, I'm sorry your day's not going so well. Your next beer's on me. All right, industry etiquette. You're having a bad server. Do you tell the server that they're bad or you request a manager? Nobody likes to be told they're bad. Uh, I don't even like to say that it was bad. If I have that experience and I have to talk to a manager, I'll be like, look, here's what I experienced. I don't know how you encourage or how you train your staff, but... but I've, I'm in this industry, so maybe my bar set a little higher. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I at mean, the same time, I, I, I know what can pass as good service, but I know what shall not pass so, as bad service. So you don't say, like, server comes up and says, hey, uh, everything okay? Um, can I talk to your manager? No. I'll, I'll, uh, if, if I have to do something like that, well, first of all, I would never talk to a manager if a server, uh, manager if a server actually asked me if everything was okay. Mm. Um, you would lie. I, I would I would say like well you know I have a few concerns maybe I'd like to talk to somebody wow okay but you think know. if if you call a manager over odds are good that that manager is then going to talk to the server which ideally you want right but it but probably is going to be negative you don't want the confrontation is that what you're saying well I just I mean like so again that, if it's just your etiquette? shitty experience because you're a shitty human then mm, yeah there's the, always the, that but so, if you have enough 
like uh, you know, wherewithal. It's a judgment say, call. If you have enough wherewithal to say, like, you know, what, I don't want to tell somebody about this, is probably not you. Here, here's the thing that, like, that that's not being talked about in this whole situation is that if it gets to a point where you feel like you're being wronged and you need to talk to a manager, that employee, no matter who it is, and I think this is probably the case of mutiny, should be empowered to make the situation right. So if if you're if someone says, you know, I'm just not not feeling it, or like, you know, I, I need to talk to someone else, like, let let's. That happens. I'm, so, I'm yeah. sorry that I'm sorry that you feel this way. How can I make this yeah. better? Right. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And, and that that should go for anyone across the board at any restaurant in any in any but, establishment. But to your it point, doesn't. But to your point, Joe, then that means that you have to talk to the server first to make it right. You have to talk, to, or or then you just go home and write a negative no, no, review. No, I'm which you is have like, to talk to the server first before the course. manager. Yeah, and that server should at that point know that the, the, they should know from their training that they're empowered to make the situation right. right. Now, so, if they fight back with you, then you ask for the manager. Then you talk to the manager. Exactly. That, that I would that's feel okay ex- with. Yep. Yeah. And, th- and that's, a, that's the exact like mode that I would take too. Mm-hmm. It's if when they push back and say, well, you know, what did I, what did I do wrong? Right. It's like, it's tough sometimes though. Like when you have somebody as a server and they're like, that's their first day or they, they're they obviously they're not instructed on what the menu is. Um, at that point, I don't know if I, want to tell the server like eh, you didn't get it right because you really don't know what this is you know and again per case uh definitely situational uh if it was somebody's first day and thing, they were just dropping balls left and right i'd be like all right i get it i've been there mm-hmm. i yep. feel you you know we've all been there yep uh but if, if it's some like florence who's been in the business like 60 years and just is like here take it <laughs> you know i what? get it but i'm still you know dropping some money on this and i want this to be my fun experience exactly right you know uh, but then it's like there are certain places in town that I like to go just because I again the Ed, the Edna Bevix thing where uh, I remember one of my, the first times I went to a particular place uh, I'm like yeah can I get a Bushmills just give me three cubes and the the bartender was like three cubes <laughs> why not go crazy and get four <laughs> I'm like oh I think I just fell in love with you are we best friends now and I stayed there there is a Chinese place um on 15 Mile in I think it's Troy. That there's the the owner just berates everyone, and I we we hated it when we first went in, and now we adore it. Um, uh, even Dooley's on Werner, like they they have gruff service, yeah. um, but, <laughs> sure. but there's also there's also a balance where this guy that's just like the most welcoming human being ever, mm-hmm. like, and he's the guy that's there like two thirty in the morning where everybody's drunk, and he's just like, hey, thank you for coming here. And it's like. Who the hell are you? Because the guy who's here during lunch is a like not like you, <laughs> right? But either way, it's like the best Coney in the city, and, and like people know that the people that know know, you know. And it's like, no, no, yeah, no, no, I know, I know. That's their T-shirt right there. <laughs> Heard. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's one of those places where you get a different experience every time you go. You right. Know? Like, there's you know? a little lack of consistency. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Consistency is a <laughs> That's the best word in, in, in the restaurant business is consistency. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, all, that's all anyone is striving for. Let's end on that. Consistency. <laughs> no, it, consistent that, good podcast every week. Consistent or, or service. Consistent consist- service, consistent food, consistent drinks, yeah. consistency. And, and people, you know, get, people have hiccups. Consistently good. People, let's, not, let, let's be clear. Yes. Not consistently bad. No, people have hiccups. <laughs> And it, the the key is to overcome the hiccups, but it's got to have. Uh, so Jeremiah said, "Yeah, be be willing to forgive." Right. He didn't say that directly, but like you go into a place and you know, like you know, Joe happens to mess up a drink, and it's like, did he mess up any of the eighty drinks before he served yours? Like, right. Just 
dude, I don't like the way this tastes. I don't know okay, how many times that again for you. I don't know how many times I've had a drink where somebody like lazily, uh, you know, they shake it and they use the two. Uh, um, oh God! No. You know, two glasses, and yeah. then all of a sudden, I got all this ice in my drink, and I'm like, "Oh, should I say something?" And well, sometimes, I, shake? and sometimes I've been like, "Can you restrain this, please?" Because I got too much ice in here. Other times, I'm like, "Whatever, I'll I'll right. deal with this." You know, for yeah. Now. But huh. if I go there every time, and every time there's ice in it, well, when you I'm get the one dollar yeah. Long Islands at Applebee's, like, what do you expect with your one dollar <laughs> pitcher of? Uh... <laughs> Wow. Or what was what is it this month? Zombies? I got a headache. With the gummy brains that. in there? There's no way that's a real zombie. I don't Not know what I don't. What, what, but there's gummy brains, so whatever. A zombie's like a minimum eight dollar <laughs> drink. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's Applebee's. <laughs> not going there for it. I'm not going there for that. I've gone there for wings. Oh, I'll eat. You it. love I'll, wings. I'll eat wings anywhere. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the wings. I'll eat wings anywhere. Yeah. Really. And Wing sometimes it. you got to go places and like you go to a hotel and there's. You're like, I don't want to spend forty dollars. Nebraska, for this. Lincoln. Oh my yeah. God. And and like, there's nothing around. It's like, okay, do I want Olive Garden? You're looking around. Do I want Olive Garden? Do I want Applebee's? Arby's. KFC? Arby? Like, oh, you know, I'm going to Seven Eleven and get uh, a protein. Oh, bar a, taqui- a taquito. So, a taquito. so Joe, we've been over this numerous times, but people can find you at Mutiny. Yes. Yep. Uh, where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, spirits counselor. Spirits underscore counselor. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with yeah, us. Thanks for letting me. Yeah. This has been a lot of awesome. fun, man. Yeah. Until next time, dine well, friends.